Welcome to this episode of Liberate Her Podcast. My name is Jasmine Benson, and on this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with Janae Brinkley. She is an author, a blogger, a consultant, and we're going to hear her story of how she journeyed to entrepreneurship after quitting a full-time job and moving to Chicago to follow her purpose. Let's take a listen. All right. I have Janae Brinkley with me of March 31st Ministries. How are you doing today? I'm good, Jasmine. How are you? So good. I'm so happy to um, just be sitting down with you. So tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from. Yes. Yeah, so I am from um, Bowie, Maryland, the DMV area. Um, it's close to D.C. And yeah, so I'm now in Chicago, which has been nothing short of amazing. It's been a blessing. And I thank God that I heard from him and I was obedient to be able to make that move. Okay, so what made you move to Chicago? Um, It was literally just kind of like what made me become an entrepreneur. It was a faith move. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where I heard clearly from the Lord and I do believe in your journey, you have to be positioned in the right position for the fullness of your purpose, your destiny, and the blessings God has for you. And so for me, it was Chicago, for me. And so that's kind of what prompted that. And I heard him very clearly um, confirm it to me in different ways that that's what the place I had to be for my purpose and my calling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what? So what? what is that purpose and how did, did he connect it to you right away? Or is he showing you as you walk with him? Yeah, that's a great question. So he did not give me the full details. It's crazy because I'm just starting revealing the big puzzle pieces this year. It's been revealed to me. Um, I really compare my faith journey to the whole um, Abram, Abraham journey in Genesis and how God revealed more things to Abraham about where he was going once yeah. Abraham took that first step. Yeah. And that's what he's doing with me. And so it really, it keeps me hooked. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps me wanting more of God. It keeps me um, on my face more in worship, just trying to um, contend with God about the more he has for me and even why I was created and, you know, things that he's given me. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your school background. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you go and what was your focus in school? Cool. So um, undergrad, I went to Middle Tennessee State University, which is located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 30 minutes from Nashville. Um, was blessed with an athletic scholarship there to play basketball. Oh, wow. um, majored in mass communication. So I, I really had a desire to be a advertising exec, marketing exec. Um, after that, I got a partial scholarship to go to grad school at Georgetown to study in sports industry management. So I was going to combine the sports background with the marketing background. Mm-hmm. So um, again, I had this aspirations to be this. Um, I really, I, I lot of you not, one of my goals was to be like the first black female something in sports. You yeah, know, I was trying yeah. to break history, something in the sports world in marketing and all that. Yeah. Um, God rerouted me. That was not it. <laughs> Um, And so I had to go through a series of just um, trial and error, finding um, my path, my destiny, my profession, if you have it, be that. Um, And so education did kind of help in that as well. Yeah. So prior to stepping into full entrepreneurship, did you ever work in the marketing field or was it even was it? snatched away before you were even able to get in that environment I I worked so it was crazy that's another great question because um God literally gave me everything I thought I wanted Mm. 
for me to feel unfulfilled, to desire more of him. So it's crazy because he really answered my prayers. I, I, I um, had so many different marketing internships in university athletics. I was in programs where I was help marketing events with Trey Songs and mm. um, Georgetown's basketball team. It was like perfect opportunities. I was able to hold a position, um, which was my dream job, working professional sports with the Washington Nationals baseball team. Um, in a sales and marketing position and I was like oh I made it now you know I got I've been interning for this I've been you know being patient working retail jobs waiting for this opportunity and then I got it did my thing was very successful I I mean I did things that a novice shouldn't do in the beginning phase of sales and marketing and people were praising me and it was that point where I was like I don't want to do this no more so I literally had everything given to me I mean, I'm talking promotions was on the way. Yeah. They were making plans for me to move up in the sales and marketing realm of professional sports. And I was like, I really don't want this. Yeah. This is not what I want. So I literally had what I thought I wanted. Wow. Yeah. So how did that, what did that unfulfillment feel like to you? Oh, to be honest, I'm going to be 103% honest. <laughs> it was torment. It was torment. Wow. It was unsettled. It was unrest. It was a emptiness. It was a, I felt like I was going on like a rat race because mm-hmm. I was like, "What is it? What is it?" Like, and, and I'm telling you, it got to the point where it wasn't no type of it was a relationship that could fulfill it. Yeah, it was. It was a literally a search. Like, wait, I'm feeling unsettled. You know, money's not fulfilling me. Praise from man's not fulfilling me. Yeah, um, accolades are not fulfilling me. Like, legit, I would do things at work. And like, oh my god, great job. Like, mm-hmm. It just didn't phase me. Wow. I was like, "This is not even. This is not even hitting nothing in the in, yeah. in the core." And so, um, it felt like torment. Yeah. It felt like I'm living this life, but what am I really getting out of it? Mm. And how is this? How is this connecting the dots with what I what I really want? So. Yeah, I think it's amazing how, you know, we think we want one thing, and God gives it to us, and. It's like a complete 180 mm-hmm. mentally, and yep. you just feel you still feel hungry. You don't mm-hmm. feel satisfied. Yeah, um, he literally turns you over to exactly what you what you're asking for. I mean, his word never failed. <laughs> he, he legit, he legit did, and you're yeah. That's exactly what it was, and it's a level of torment. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Wow. So, what is that? What made you step out into entrepreneurship? Did he give you an idea, or were you just trying to get out of that mental space? Yeah. So, my situation was very. It was such grace, such grace in that whole thing. Um, when I got to that point where I give him my all in the position, because I do believe Scripture holds true to this that you know you can't desire, or it's kind of difficult to desire your own until you've taken care of another man's, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I've talked to a lot of people. They're like, yeah, I want to quit my job. I'm like, but did you even give your all where you're at? Because yeah. there's something for that God has for you where you're at. Yeah. And so, um, or where he's positioned you. Um, and so I gave my all. I gave my all where I was. And again, I still felt fulfilled. And so I knew I was making a plan to exit eventually. And so for me, I'm so analytical. I was planning out my paycheck and, you know, mm-hmm. making sure it was a right comfortable time. And I remember I like yesterday, I got sick really bad at work and I had to leave and go home. And when I was home in my bed resting and I was just feeling so much agony from, you know, what I felt. And I heard the Holy Spirit whisper to me, tomorrow you're going to tell them it's your last, it's your or two weeks notice. Wow. And I'm like, already? No. Like, I didn't have a chance to. He was like, no, tomorrow. And so 
I knew I was going to do it, but I didn't know it was going to come that soon. Yeah. And so um, I didn't necessarily have a quote unquote plan. I just knew that I was passionate about. So what I would do at work when I started feeling like, okay, I would start praying for people. Mm-hmm. I would have one-on-one sessions at lunchtime with people who wanted prayer. People come yeah. and be like, hey, Janae, pray for me. Yeah. I would literally spot out people who are low in confidence because sales is a very mental thing. And so I have people come to me and they always came to me and was like, I can't do this. And I would always find enjoyment in, in encouraging mm-hmm. and building them up. Mm-hmm. So I got my quote-unquote high off of encouraging people yeah. and sharing with them God's word. And it was like, you know, and I was real aggressive at it, too. I was like, girl, we need to pray. Yeah. We were legit. I remember one of my um, coworkers, we would go up into the rafters where there was nobody there in the in the baseball field. Mm-hmm. And she would just start crying. I would start praying over her. And she didn't even low-key really believe in God like that. Yeah. But it was just, so I, I looked. I got up looking forward to that more than I did my job. Wow. So I knew it was coming. To, I was like, so, so I just knew that's what I, I love, the gift of exhortation and, yeah. and all that. And I guess a, a, level, a, a level of teaching before I knew what that was. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so it was, it was about time. So I didn't really have a clear understanding, but I knew it was something. Yeah. So um, I was, when he told me that, the two weeks notice, I was working on my website and working on kind of the business structure mm-hmm. of it at that time. And what was that business structure? Consulting or? Yep. How? Again, I had a grace period because <laughs> what March 31st Ministries and JanaeBrigger.com was last year in March 2017 is not what it's turning into now. Wow. But I had to first step out to see what it had to be. Yeah. So at first, it was just going to be an online blog. Just literally use my writing skills and my gift of encouragement and breaking down scripture and conducting Bible studies online. Mm-hmm. And then I just had the Martha First Ministries to just a way to get paid through my book. So I had no, I didn't even plan longevity. I was just like, this is what I'm going to do now, whatever. Yeah. And God, just through his grace, he was patient with me. And even my situation, because I was still at that time saving and living at home. So yeah. I had a, a grace in all of that. Um, and so what I thought it was just going to be like an online blog, just public speaking and authoring type of thing. What it's turning to now is something that is, is, I feel like is too big for me to handle. That's how I really know it's God maturing that thing yeah. because it's something, it's way beyond just me writing books and all that. It's legit creating a, creating programs mm-hmm. and innovative ideas and different type of structures and um, more precise, you know, philanthropy endeavors, yeah. different things like that. It's, it's, it's growing to something I didn't even have the capacity to think of. Yeah. What did, what did your self-talk look like through all of this, you know, the transition? Transition from leaving? From leaving work mm-hmm. to stepping out to walking in that wow. realm of entrepreneurship. Because, you know, doubt talks, yeah. fear talks. Wow. So at that moment where I was at spiritually, my self-talk looked like if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. Because the way I was feeling at that moment was I did not want to be 35, 40, Mm -hmm. 50 and miss the move of God. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so it was one of those things where I didn't want to look up one day and say, you could have did it this time, the perfect time, but you did it. Yeah. So it was kind of like double dutching. Yeah. My self-talk was, if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. 
this is a prompt. This is, I feel God and this, this is him. If you don't do it now. And so my self-talk each time was like, you don't want to wake up and be that woman who has regret. Yeah. You don't want to wake up and be that mom, be that wife who, who shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. You have one life to live, Janae. One life to live. You're going to make the best out of this one life. You can't redo life over again. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no reincarnation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that was my self-talk legit. Like, you have one life to live. And you're going to live this thing. You're only 25. You only get this opportunity once. It's only going to be March 20th, 2017, one time. Yeah. So that was my self-talk. Um, and it was legit me literally jumping off a cliff but holding God's hand yeah you know not a fool it was legit just me holding God's hand like all right God let's go yeah that's beautiful yeah um did did comfort almost cause you to compromise the leading that you felt into entrepreneurship yes yep comfort is a and you know what's funny because each new step of even moving to like Chicago new place Mm -hmm. um and even where God has me now that comfort, that layer of comfort gets teared off every single time. Yeah. But the first comfort in um, leaving was the comfort of well, entrepreneurship. It's, you know, um, for me, again, my grace spirit was high. So I didn't really have a, a well-structured income type of plan, you know? Yeah. And so for me, it was a comfort level of, you know, when your paycheck comes, you know how much you're going to get. Yeah. You can calculate. Steady income. You, girl, you know, you know, you, you know so it was one of those, so it's now it's like, um, my comfort level was, can you trust God that he could provide for you through the gifts and talents and skills he's given you, even if it's not consistent, Yeah, you know? And that, that it doesn't look consistent. It doesn't exactly. It doesn't yeah. look consistent. It is, but it doesn't look. Can you still, you know, you know, what's your comfort in maybe you not really knowing where your next provision is going to come from, but God really having it in His, you know. Yeah. So the comfort level of just having that routine, routine, yeah. routine, routine, and okay, you know, because um, when you with God, He can take you east, west, north, absolutely south, back and, east. You know, it's not like a. You know, but I even do believe that he is still a God of, of course, residual income, and he can do that, and he can give you consistency. He can do that. He definitely can, but he has to make sure that you know you can have the capacity to be able to trust him and all that and manage. So that's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, So you talked a little bit about how March thirty first Ministries came about. How where did that name come from? Yeah, so March thirty first is my birthday. Okay, it's my birthday, and. It is kind of like the birth of now me legit being 110% in the will of God. Mm-hmm. It's the birth of my purpose. It's mm-hmm. the birth of what I know God has called me to do. Yeah. So Martha First Ministry represents an extension of not only my birth, my purpose, but an extension of encouraging, strengthening, edifying other people in their purpose as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it represents, of course, my journey, but also what my journey represents for other people as well yeah. you know um your life is a gift well amen yeah i have i see that amen yeah. yeah that's that's amazing um so if march 31st had a mission statement mm-hmm. what would it be it would be the purpose the goal and the mission of march 31st ministries is to strengthen edify and encourage the believer in their faith walk through biblical teaching, um, practical examples and demonstration of the gifts of the spirit, um, as well as philanthropic endeavors and um, 
supportive accountability measures. Yeah. It was look, look something like that. Yeah. yeah. Is it, do you have an age group or are you just all women, all ages? So this might sound weird because um, that has changed. Mm-hmm. That has changed, which is crazy. Um, and I, I use words like weird and crazy just to explain how awesome God is. Yeah, because absolutely. things that can't be explained by an infinite God, those words, it's not a bad thing. So yeah. excuse me when I say that. But at first, I, I believe that the target audience or the niche, which was, is this going to sound funny, was older women. Mm-hmm. Women who are like 50 and really? 40. And it's, yeah, it was, it's like you wouldn't expect that. But now I'm not sure if that's that's still going to be it. But what God has shown me is that it's also a younger a younger component to it. Millennials too, and not even millennials my age, but under me. Yeah. So even like the 18, 19, yeah. 20, that group too. Um, and He's also even shown me it's not just fully women, but also males. Yeah. You know, and not even like um, holding, but also just a sense of like a sisterly component to it. Yeah. Oh, 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 that having that. Um, feminine womanly encouraged type of type of spirit in that um be able to speak life into the male seed Mm -hmm. kind of that thing Mm -hmm. uh, from a female you know so i'm even still trying to hear from god about my niche and target audience yeah because i still don't even know and he's revealing that that's one thing he's still revealing that to me but i do know of course it's kind of those components yeah it's amazing how when we grow the things that god gives us grows as well and it it grows into like mature yeah yeah it does yeah um so you talk a lot about grace um what is what does grace mean to you and then Mm -hmm. how has it affected the way you take on challenges wow so it's funny i um, recently wrote a free ebook called grace and i think grace is everything i think grace is grace is legit the supernatural unmerited favor that god gives to his children when they do not deserve it it's legit it's legit the strength behind your purpose Mm -hmm. it's legit what you can tap into and sometimes you don't even have to tap you just give it to you You don't you sometimes you don't have the sense to even ask for it but grace is legit that that key that opens a door that you didn't have the key to yeah You you know so it's like grace is everything grace is what we were saved by what we're healed by what we're able to operate in our gifts by yeah. grace is to me it's like um it's like the special sauce you yeah. know it's the secret stuff yeah. like in space camp <laughs> grace is that you know um i am what i am by the grace of god Absolutely. um and yeah it's 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 the, it's the sauce it yeah. is <laughs> i love that yeah that's a t-shirt um if you could have Two hours in a cafe with anybody, who would it be? You know, I love this question. Y'all, Jasmine has the best questions. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She has a, she has the best questions. Um, this question is awesome. So can I pick two people? Absolutely. Okay. So the first person that immediately came to my mind is Dr. Miles Monroe. Ooh, yes. I, I, he's resting in power, him and his beautiful wife, but he his teachings Such i mean a great teacher i i love the the anointing on him i even prayed to god i was like lord give me give me that please i love the anointing if i could sit in a cafe with him for two hours it would legit be me speaking for maybe five minutes and let and him talk yes. for because the amount of godly prophetic teaching he did and yeah. the wisdom and the knowledge and 
Um, and the way he was able to elaborate and break it down and break your own barriers of what you thought yeah. the word of God represented. And he was able to bring it to another level. Yeah. And the revelation, the Holy Spirit revealed to him. And I just love the way he broke down the scriptures mm-hmm. and he applied to real life. And he just broke fear when you heard him. He where you heard him teach. He broke insecurities. He broke uh, uh, um, false sense of security and ill-advised validation. He yeah. just broke all that through his teachings. And that's something I definitely look up to. I would just love to hear his just wisdom that he didn't record. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, that's the first person. And then the second person is my favorite athlete of all time, Muhammad Ali. My faith. I love Muhammad Ali because I think that, you know, it's boxing is to me one of the most challenging sports because of condition, right? Yes. Condition, yeah, but the mental and he he played that mental game so well, and you know, granted he wasn't the strongest, he used his skills and speed and quickness, but he won in the in mind. mind. Absolutely, he won in the mind. He was he finessed he finessed the mental game like a pro, yeah. and that's why he's my favorite athlete. So I would love to just chop it up with him for two hours, just about his mental aspect of how he approached one of the most challenging sports ever. Yeah, I think being analytical. That's probably why he inspired you because yeah. in in the in all of the transition, you know, again, things talk. We mm-hmm. talk, we, you know, fear talks. Um, I think tell us about how you you kind of look to him for inspiration, even in your difficult times where you know the, the wrong voices may have had too much of your attention. Yeah, that's a good question again. So I don't think a lot of people know about Muhammad Ali, but he was very different. Than he was on camera and off camera. Mm-hmm. You know, the movie Ali Will Smith, um, and also even documentaries about him, he was very different. Mm-hmm. And so there were even times when he was unsure by himself, but he would never let them know. Yeah. He would never show it. He would talk himself out of his own insecurities. Yeah. He would talk. There were times when, you know, when he would, you know, losing to like Larry Holmes and um, different, you know, and even coming back when he was old and all that. And there were times when he did that himself and he would admit it like, I, you know, I'm not the fastest. I'm, I'm old, this and all that. But when the lights was on, you couldn't tell oh, this yeah, man, man any type of, you couldn't tell. And yeah. so just looking at that and how he was two steps ahead. He knew what the people wanted. He gave them what they wanted. He got his coins. Yes. He won before. It's just, he was a businessman. Yeah. He was such a businessman. He was two steps ahead of the game all because of the way he thought, you know? And so even I use that principle, like, even if I don't believe it, I might have my down moments, but my thing, whole thing is that my bounce back game yeah. is so quick. I, I might feel this way for this day, but I'm going to bounce back because I'm going to just talk. I'm going to talk myself out of it. Absolutely. Um, even though it sounds crazy, you know, I'm going to just talk. I'm going to just say things that don't even make sense. But eventually, you know, um, the, 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 the world's going to catch up to what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. And he did that. So I definitely yeah. believe your words create the world around you. There's life or death. Yeah, and what you Bible. say. That's, is what you will see. That's the truth. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to switch it up just a little bit. Uh, Janae is an amazing uh, consultant, writer, a publishing coach, blogger, vlogger, um, speaker, author. She has the free ebook, Grace, and she also has God Do You Like My Fro yeah. available yeah. Um, on her website, uh, JanaeBrinkley.com. So I'm going to have her give us three tips on setting intentional goals. Um, You know, it's a new year. We all have these aspirations and ideas. And 
by February 14th, we get distracted and mm. forget our goals. So she's going to give <laughs> us... February 14th. You, you know. Yeah, no. That's funny. <laughs> she's going to give us a couple of tips to get throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. So give, yeah. us some, give us some insight. Amen. So the cool thing about... Um, what I'm going to share is that um, I didn't do this in the beginning. And so I, I learned from my mistakes. And so one the first tip I would say about goal setting and intentional goal setting, and I'm glad you said that about why we get distracted in the middle or even the beginning or why people are discouraged in setting goals or New Year's resolutions or whatever yeah. you want to call them is because they don't properly plan out how they're going to succeed. So what I mean by that is I like to use examples. So if you say that you're going to write a book, yeah. Um, and you say, I want to write a book. You have to first set a deadline, set a timeline to it. I do think that most people, when they are writing um, or they are setting goals for themselves, they don't set any type of target to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to kind of combine all these tips into one. But you have to set a timeline, set a goal. And with that timeline and goal, you have to understand how to be reasonable but also unreasonable at the same time so what i mean by that is that you have to be reasonable with your goals don't say you want to write a book right and then give yourself three weeks to write it when you know your schedule doesn't allow for that because i do know some people who have written books within three weeks two weeks but because they their schedule allow for it and they really push themselves to do it but don't make that goal and you have kids and you have a husband or family and a full-time job and commitment here and all that that's unreasonable that's that's not reasonable but um they should be reasonable when you give yourself a good time frame where you're not rushing to do stuff just to do it and check off your list, but you're giving yourself a good period. Yeah. But they should also be unreasonable in the sense where it does push you mm-hmm. and it does even a little bit scare you. And it does kind of seem like, whoa, due date's closer than it actually yeah. you know, um, feels or seems. So it needs to be reasonable and also unreasonable. Another part of the aspect of goal setting is you also have to um, be very specific. Um, I do think that most people fail in their goal setting because they just say, well, I want to write a book. I want to open a business. I want to start a blog. I want to, you know, um, whatever you're doing, I want to travel, whatever. Um, the reality of it is anybody can do that. Mm. I can get, I'll give you an example. I can get someone off the street and write a book. They can just, I can give them a word document, bam, they wrote a book. You know, mm. I think the less specific you are in your goals, the more unfulfilled you're going to be. Because mm. think about it. If you're not specific about what you want to do, you're going to accept anything that you do. So if you say, okay, I want to write, I'm going to use a book as an example. I want to write a book. I want to start a blog. You can just do that with your eyes closed, honestly. But are you really going to be fulfilled by that? Because it wasn't really specific. It didn't really hit a certain sort of level of standard. Being specific in your goals will make you hit a certain level of standard where you can actually feel fulfilled like you actually did something. Yeah, and it also can kind of help you, like, what it sounds like, the way you explain it is, like, it helps you measure productivity and not busyness. Right. Exactly. And yeah. you know, a lot of, especially, especially, um, I'm not going to say women, but uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of women are so stuck in busyness, yeah. you know, like, um, they join things, they do things, participate and partake in things just to stay busy. But are you being effective yeah. in what God's called you to do? Are you really improving in your faith? Or it's just kind of like reading the Bible just to read it, but not having a specific goal. Yeah. What do you come to the word of God to get out from God? What are you coming to obtain? You know, what are you trying to, what target are you trying to hit? I always look at goals like a dartboard. 
the more you are to get to that 100 middle point, the more fulfilled you are going to be in just you, but also the more you're going to be close to your purpose in God. Um, So with the goals specific, be unreasonable, but yet reasonable. Um, Another key tip to setting goals is also planning out how you're going to do it. Um, So again, you want to write a book, you want to lose weight, you want to start a business. Okay, break that big goal down into bite-sized chunks. Mm. So, okay, great. If you know you want to write a book, you set the deadline. I want to have this book down by April 3rd. Okay, great. So I need to start having a writing schedule. I need to write this many pages every night. Okay, how you break that down? If your goal end date is April, you need to set goals for every month, January, February, March. Then after that, you need to set weekly goals. Set daily goals so that way you're not intimidated and you wake up like, man, I got, you know, I said I was going to write a book. I said I was going to start a business. That's too much for me to chew. It is. If you look at it as the big picture, break that, scale it back and do um, monthly, weekly, daily. And if it's a really, really big goal, you might want to even schedule that thing back quarterly, you know, um, or yearly, quarterly then monthly, then weekly, then daily. So That is yeah. amazing. I, that takes so much discipline and balance. Yeah. Time, you know. I yeah. feel like if you do the work on the front end, it'll save time later. If you sit down and, you know, just commit a day to refining your goals, yeah. it'll pay off, you know, later on down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. So how would someone who is multifaceted mm-hmm. or someone who has multiple, you know, yep. projects that they are mm-hmm. getting and ideas that they're getting, how would they do that but for multiple things? Like Great say question. someone wants a book, a blog, yep. and they are able to partner with someone and open an actual brick and mortar business. Yeah. Perfect question. What they would have to do first is prioritize. Yeah. Um, and so, again, I'm a faith girl. Um, so what you have to do is first ask God, Lord, what's on your agenda first? Yeah. You know, so what do you want me to hit first? Because here's when you submit your order to God, because he's a God of DC and order. Yeah. His order is going to be aligning where it's like he wanted me to do this first, this first, and then this first. And everything flows smoothly, smoothly. So you have to ask him, God, okay, what's your first priority? Not yeah. mine. I know I want to get this business started first, but is that what you want me to do first? Yeah. And so when you ask him first by priority... He'll show you what's in the priority, but just because the book or whatever may be first doesn't mean you neglect the other things. So what you do is you spend more time in the front end doing the first goal. And then after that, so let's say you have four hours to spare your day. You may spend two hours writing your manuscript, an hour doing your business plan, another hour doing whatever else, you know, but you're prioritizing, but you're still working on everything at the same time. Or maybe you really get into book writing, commit your whole Wednesday to book writing. Right. Don't touch the business stuff or maybe put an hour to business stuff on Friday, you know, um, and that way you have days where you can just focus on that one task. Yeah. But it really is chopping it up and prioritizing for multitaskers. I love is, that because yeah. you know how we I know how we are. Listen, we, and you would drive yourself crazy trying to juggle all that yeah. when God has a order for what he wants to accomplish first. Yeah, yeah. because there's there's a time for everything. So mm-hmm. I think you when you step in time with God and you give him what he's given you, he'll yeah. show you how to organize. And he's everything. good for it. He's yeah. Good for it. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is my favorite final question. I love this question. Yeah. Um, you know, the podcast is called liberate her. Mm-hmm. So if you were to speak to any woman or speak to Janae 10 years ago, oh, gosh. what would you say 
to liberate wow. her. Yeah, that's a I uh, you put a spell on that. See, Jasmine got the best questions, y'all. Because the first of course is supposed to be one thing that she said, speak to a younger me. <laughs> um, that's that's really good. So, hmm, I'm going to speak to my younger me, which is also speaking to other someone. Me. Yeah. yeah, someone. Yeah, um, I would tell the younger me, which is a 15 year old me, and I will also tell. Um, the 15-year-old, 25, 50-year-old, whoever's listening, this to free her and liberate her. Fear, right? And we talk about fear all the time. But legit, fear will kill you. Yeah. And if you do not, the earlier you learn to conquer fear, the, 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 the more you give God the room to work, you know? Um, the earlier you can learn the principles of fear, and we all have different acronyms of fear, false evidence appearing real, yeah. real and yeah. different things like that. And, you know, fear is perverse faith, yeah. you know, whatever you need to use to get your baby to jump. But the real thing about fear, the one that hit me most about fear, and this is conviction from the Lord, is that you're, are you fearing that God is not God, or are you fearing that you're not worthy of what God can do? Wow. Um, and so those two questions hit me. And so for the younger me and the, the woman who needs a freedom of that, if you believe God is who he says he is, then you have to believe what he's capable and able to do for his children who he loves. Yeah. You have to. And what fear does is rob you of either his identity or either his power. Which one is it? Yeah. And if it's both, then that's okay. Then you, you identify the problem. But the flip side of it, Holy Spirit help me, because the flip, the flip side of the whole fear thing is that, and this is conviction, um, when you operate in fear, in that type of fear, you're operating as a child of Satan. Mm. Here's why. Because when you don't believe in who God is and what he can do, you believe in a liar. You believe in the so deceiver. Good. And that's shocking. I'm like, hold up. I know I'm not a child of hell. I know I'm not yeah. a child of Satan. I'm a child of the most high God saved by Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it says in the word of God, for it is impo- without faith, it is impossible to please God. So without faith, you're not pleasing God. Hence, therefore, what, when, you're not, when you don't please God, you're sinning. Yeah. Because you don't believe in who he is and what he can what do. He said, and what, what he said, what his before. word is. Yeah. Doesn't matter the circumstances. So that, that, that convicted me heavy. And so I would tell my younger self and tell those to free her. For without faith is impossible to please God. And we all want to please God. Yeah. So in order to please him, you have to believe in who he is yeah. and what he's capable of doing. And when you do that, fear has no room. So I love that. Yeah. This was amazing, Janae. Thank you. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm honored to be on this amazing podcast. Thank you. I love what you're doing and continue success. And you you are really um, operating in your gift. And this is amazing. It's just the beginning. This is just the beginning for you. I'm encouraged by every interview. I can't wait till they come out. Yeah. So I just want to just say thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. I'm so glad you made some time for me. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. You can connect with Janae Brinkley on her website. You'll be able to find her services there as well as her products, her free ebook called Grace and her book, uh, God Loves My Fro. Her website is JanaeBrinkley.com. Be sure to subscribe and show her some love. Until next time, thanks for listening.